Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's Bashamania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashamania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Bashmania. This is episode 158 and is brought to you by our friends at Attack. If you're familiar with this show, you know how much we love the people over at Attack and what they've built. They've not only sponsored some of our favorite wrestlers, including Peyton Preston and Real Woods, but they've also built an amazing app that is an AI strength and conditioning coach, nutritionist, and mentality mentor all in your pocket. It's seriously like having a personal trainer right on your phone. If you haven't downloaded the Attack app, download the app today and start leveling up your training. Their motto is your age, your goals, your program, and they mean it. They are ready to help you with your goals. My sincerest thank you to Attack for supporting this community, this podcast, wrestlers, truly a great company and a great app. So download Attack, follow them on social. I believe they're attack.app, A-T-A-C. All right. Today we have NCAA champs David Carr and Aaron Brooks coming on. Aaron coming fresh off a repeat win. David coming back from a tournament that saw him lose early, but battle back for third. I'm super excited to dive into this conversation with these guys and see where it goes. Behind the scenes, they are truly two of my favorite people in the sport. Speaking of NCAAs, Willie and I did a full recap show on Tuesday. So if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and give that a listen as well. Also, I have to say this, too. I'm super grateful for all of you who keep wanting and listening to these preview and recap shows. My goal at this podcast has always been to help share the stories of our greatest athletes, and and that's not going to stop. But there's no doubt I'm having a lot of fun sharing a bit of my perspective and insight as well with people like Corby and Willie and Izzy and others in the sport who have been around it for so much for so long. So thank you. Really appreciate all of you guys listening. With all that said, let's dive into today's show. Mr. Aaron Brooks, Mr. David Carr, back in the podcast, back from Detroit. How are you guys? Doing good. Don't, uh, be, yeah. don't be shy bless, to talk bless. over each other. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, DC, you want to you wanna, you wanna start us off? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the one thing I, I wish it was easier to do in-person podcast because when three yeah. people are sitting around a table it's so much easier to look at each other and see who's going to talk versus when you're yeah. on zoom, yeah. you're just looking like, yeah, <laughs> but there is a lot to talk about. We were just talking before we started recording and I could tell where this was going. So we all decided we had to start recording. Um, David, before we started recording, I had asked Aaron about, you know, after the tournament, we're recording Friday wrestling ended Saturday, finally a couple days to breathe. Have you had time to take him, take a minute to breathe too? Oh, for sure. Just uh, it's been good being back with fam- just being with family and friends and stuff and just kind of taking a little break and relaxing, reflecting on the season, all those things. You know, it's funny because from a wrestling fan standpoint and kind of crossing that wrestling media uh, point, 
this week is as busy as ever because you're, yeah. you're you're doing recap shows. You're trying to interview athletes as a fan. You're talking about transfers and you're talking about what next year looks like for your team. I've got coaches call me. Yo, you know of anybody who's transferring? Yo, you know of athletes who just got done with eligibility that want to coach? So it's wild. But for you guys, when you're done competing on Saturday after such a long, grueling season, what's that mindset like? Like, what are you guys doing? Like checking out from wrestling? It's like, um, that's a great question, you know, because um, it's kind of weird. Like, I was talking to my boy yesterday, my brother Yosef, and um, it's like you come from such a an emotional high, right, like um, in season and especially ending on the NCAA tournament with uh, – it's just a roller coaster of emotions, you know. It's like excitement, you know, you're, uh, you're focused, you're driven. There's some doubt, you know, you got to get rid of all these kind of things, negativity. So it's like it's such an emotional roller coaster to where it's like the next day, it's like such a big relief in a way, you know, as um, yeah. at least for me, you know, it's like, it's a big relief to be like, uh, all right, now, now what can I focus on outside of wrestling? You know, what else can I, can I get into? So um, I think it is like, kind of like a disconnect from wrestling after that, especially, I know this is me and uh, David's first full season, you know, because our freshman year was, was cut short because um, of COVID. And then we had last year, which was just conference, conference matches in NCAA. So um, it's been a long season, but definitely unwind. Yeah. What about you, David? Yeah, for sure. Same thing. Just kind of like um, taking time to like get back to my work some more, um, get my school. Bro. School is school is hard. I, don't care <laughs> says, bro. Yeah. I think people <laughs> forget that wrestlers school are hard, students. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like I got, that's the one, man. I got tests. I got stamps. <laughs> I got an eight-page paper. Like this hit just because NCAs is over, bro. Like that didn't mean nothing to people. <laughs> They like all hit me with all the score. So I'm like getting back and grinding with school, trying to get my grades up, do all this stuff. So it's like it's 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 a grind in that way, but it's also relief. Like it was like first that was a long season, like a four, first full season. So um yeah. I'm definitely it's time to like um just do my get my score done and uh relax a little bit, hang out with friends and uh yeah. Yeah, and it's funny, too, because, like, somebody was talking about UNC's Clark, who's a grad school student, and he's got law classes first thing Monday morning. I'm like, damn. Like, <laughs> imagine your professor. Like, all right, guys, what'd you do this weekend? All right, nice. Went to the finals of the NCAA tournament. All right, so today. Yeah, that's nice. Hey, hats off, hats off to him. I'm struggling with RPTM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. That kid's a, kid's a beast. So I, I want to talk about the NCAA tournament, some other stuff. You know, the first thing that pops into my mind for this tournament, and this was one of the things I texted you guys both with, was you guys in the way you carry yourselves, two of my favorite wrestlers by far. And part of that is how you guys handle victory and defeat. And it's funny because you guys both had one loss this year, but it looked very different. Like it was very different timing where Aaron, yours was Big Tens. David, yours was early in the tournament. And, and I want to talk to you both. I guess, David, we'll start with you. You know, Aaron's loss was a little different because he had a couple weeks to, to game plan, to think about it, to digest it. You suffered that loss early in the tournament. And for me, like, I don't want you to feel bad, but that was my heartbreak of the tournament. <laughs> like, like, that was the, the match that, like, if I could go back through the weekend... And if I could ask God to change the result of one match, that would be it. 
And God's plan is perfect. So I'm not going to tell him to do that. But that's the one <laughs> match that got me. Yeah. But you fought back like a warrior and you lost early. It was what, like the second round, right? And then yeah. you fought all the way back to third. And you did it too in such a way where you're rooting for your teammates. You're right there for AB. You know, talk to me about, and, and you didn't have time to like reset. Like that loss happened and then boom, you're right back and, and you're in the toughest wrestlebacks in the world. What was that like? What was going through your mind? Yeah, I just, you know, that first, that Thursday night was one of the toughest, you know, things I had to go through. Um, it was just hard because, you know, as soon as I'm done, like, like I was still in, like, shock, bro. I don't know how to. Yeah. I don't know, like, how to explain it. It was just, like, something that was, like, you know, you go in expecting to win. You're the number one seed. Um, I had a 56 win streak or something stupid like that. And uh, the last time I lost in college was 2019. And so just nuts to lose that match. Like I was like, I just don't, I was, you know, I'm never going to not try my best in a wrestling match and give it my all. So, you know, wrestling out there and just, I don't know. It just, it was hard to deal with and hard pill to swallow. But, uh, you know, I went back to my hotel. I went and lost my weight. had like lose like, I'm not going to say how much I had to lose. I had to lose a bunch of weight. <laughs> and uh, um, it was good losing the weight. It was kind of, you know, a little frustration. I kind of just worked off my frustration. Yeah. And then when I calmed down, um, AB, AB texted me. He was like, hey, I want to pray for you. You know, can I come to your room? And I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, you can come. And he came and prayed for me. And Yosef was on FaceTime to pray for me. It was just like, it was a blessing. And, I got like over like 40 or 50 texts that night. Like people were like, I'm praying for you. I'm thinking about you. So it was just like, it was a good support. Um, and then the next day I had to wrestle. It was just like, kind of, I couldn't like sit and pout and, and um, do that. I just had to get the next best thing. And that's what my dad told me and my um, coaches told me. So I just kind of, I couldn't really process it. I just kind of had to like forget about it and just start wrestling. And, uh, yeah, that was kind of how I dealt with it. Didn't have a lot of time. It was a quick turnaround to, to wrestle back. But I just thought, like, everything I'm doing is, like, everything you do, eat, drink, sleep, can be a form of worship to God, and, and you can do it to honor God. So I was just thinking, like, no matter through, like, even if I want or lose, I have to still, like, be a good person and honor God and, like, glorify him and be a light. Like, if I'm just sitting here pouting, it's not going to, help anybody i want to cheer on my teammates i want to cheer on my brother in christ ab and uh yeah so that helped me keep going and i think it speaks volume for having the right people around you the fact that you have someone like aaron's like let me come pray for you let me come pray with you like that speaks for for younger wrestlers or even adults whoever it is so important to have the right people in your life because that's what you want and i always tell people you know when we built our house last year I saw the people that were excited for us and I've known the people that were bummed through like disappointments and having people in your corner that are the type of people you want to be in somebody else's corner. It, it's so important. Yeah. Um, Aaron, for you, you had the loss to Amina big tens and as a Penn state fan, and, and this <laughs> logic is probably wrong, but it almost gave me more confidence in you winning an NCAAs. Cause I'm like, there's no way this dude's going to be there in three times. 
So, <laughs> so win the rubber yeah. match, I'm like, this is, this is a done deal. But I know that had to be harder for you. What was that loss like for you? It was, um, yeah, that loss was a blessing. You know, I think, um, I tell the story a little bit because I know it was God, God working through it, you know? So like, it's, it's a testimony with that story. And I love to say it and talk, like, talk about it now, you know, but, um, just kind of that whole week lead up to big tens, you know, I, um, even before that. So we had, we had the rider match, which was a week after, uh, I think it was Nebraska and I didn't wrestle in that rider match. And then we had a week off before big 10. So I had two weeks off the mat and, um, you know, I was just doing the wrong things up. My weight get big. You know, I got up to like 200, which usually I walk around like 190 in season. Um, you know, just, just took that time of two weeks and just wasn't doing the right things with it. You know, getting the right sleep, um, just preparing wrong. You know, like I said, uh, not really living the lifestyle that, that God's called me to live, you know, and, um, you know, leading up to big tens that whole week, you know, I had just a lot of adversity like mentally. Cause I know, um, like I said, the Christian walk, when you, when you walk the Christian walk conviction is something that, you know, you, you fight with and stuff. So, you know, I was, uh, yep. That, that mentally and spiritually, I was fighting with a lot, you know, and that's my piece. So I, uh, that whole week, like I said, you know, I was, I was straying from God, wasn't coming back, repenting these things. And um, it just overall led me to feeling like these anxieties and these kind of things where I was like, all right, you know, let me, uh, let me get it right with God, you know, but last minute, you know, to say the tournament, you know, me and DC, we always talk and we always pray before the matches. And, um, you know, I could just tell that I'd been straying from God, even though you pray, you talk to God. And I was like, you know, um, I still feel different. You know, I think, and I said, like, that was just based off the life I was living, you know, um, I wasn't in alignment with the father, you know, so um, I couldn't really feel the peace. And just when I was out there competing, you know, uh, you can get it done physically sometimes. But, um, you know, wrestling to me, we went into overtime. And um, like I said, I mentally checked out, you know, my peace was in Christ. And when I was straying from him, I, uh, you know, fell into a lot of things like, you know, looking at the ref, looking for a stall call, you know, if you watch the match or um, coming out real hot, you know kind of blowing my energy just from, like I said, like pre-match anxieties and yeah. these kind of things. And, um, you know, when I, when I got to, when I lost and I, like, I looked at the clock, well, first he got that takedown at the end and third in the third period. And I was like, I got to get out. I got, I got like two <laughs> seconds to get out. I was like, just kick. You got to get out right now. I looked at the clock, little coach scale. I was like, okay, we got to go. So I kicked out and then, um, we went into overtime, but I don't like, honestly, I don't really remember overtime. You know, like I said, I was kind of unpresent and it was just next thing, you know, I sat on my butt again and I got ankle picked and, um, I remember same as DC, and I was like, man, that I was lost. I've lost for a while. You know, I was like, I haven't lost since uh, Vince. That was my only loss. So, you know, I was like, um, that stinks. Like, but the fuel, you know, I knew, um, I knew it was God talking to me, you know, because a lot of things went weird in that match to where um, I think I got hit for stalling when I was coming forward and these types of things. But I just remember right after the match, you know, I found somewhere private. And, um, you know, like I said, God was speaking to me, you know, like immediately I knew exactly where I had to go, you know. And it was two minutes after the match. I went, I was like, I know exactly what I got to do. And I was frustrated, you know, the podium picks and everything. But um, I was like, all right, I got two weeks to pray up, get right, and uh, and go get this guy in, in, you know, God's will. So it was it was a blessing, though. You know, I think I needed that to keep me on track and to um, kind of make, you know, God's glory be shown at NCA. So. Yeah. yeah, I had that same type of feeling. Like, in that overtime, I was like, where I don't know where I was at. Like, I don't even know what. Yeah. What it was, like, crazy. And then it was just like, it's, it's nuts. Like through our friendship, I feel like we've been through so many highs and lows together. We're like, yeah, we've, we've been, I've, we've been at world team trials where you made the world team. I didn't make the world team at the world championships. I won. And that was a year that you, you lost that crazy match. <laughs> to, uh, yeah. I don't even know what it was. I just beyond. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've had like Fargo's where we both won Fargo together. 
um, world teams together, nationals together. And it's just crazy like see like the highs and lows that we both like been to do together. But it's it's awesome. I can see like, I just, uh, all through. Nah, bro. It's like um just like we talked about it. And I know Justin was saying it too, it's like, you know, you see the people who are behind you, you know, just like um, you know, you said 40 people text you, you know, that week after Big Tens. Um, I said, God's blessed me with some great people in my life, you know, far beyond my worth. And like the people who you think won't hit you up sometimes, they still do, you know, and they're saying, I'm praying for you. Um, so, so much support from my hometown, people I haven't heard from in a long time. You know, they're like, yo, I know you got this, you know, keep pushing, keep pushing. So um, it was really, it was like say, the people that God puts in our lives and like even DC, you know, we've been through a lot of this stuff together. The highs and the lows is like, um, I know it's, it's, it's God working, you know, it's a blessing. So um, yeah. It's, it's funny too, because I know for me, my wife and I talk about all the time where there's something different that God does through you when you've been through something in regards to comforting somebody else. It's a lot easier yeah. if you're undefeated and you're consoling somebody who has a loss. That's, that's a bit different than saying, I've been there. I just did this. Or, yeah, 100%. And, and not only just with each other, but like next year, one of your friends suffers yeah. a heartbreak at Big Ten, so, yeah. Big 12, so, yeah. NCAAs, and you're like, when you can say, I've been there, that hits yeah. differently. That's just... That's what, yeah. 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 That's beautiful you say that. Um, that's for everything in life, too. Like, I'm like, I think about that a lot, too, is, like, the things we go through that might stink that we might not like. It's like, all right, one day there might be a kid with all this potential, and he loses in the Big Ten Finals. And I'm like, hey, look, it worked out for me, you know? So, like, just put your faith in God. You know, same for D.C., you know, he's coaching one day and he's a star wrestler. All right, he lost second round. Look, God's going to bring you through it, you know, so that's beautiful. Yeah, I like that. Um, David, you know, my next question for Aaron is going to be about Penn State. And, you know, he's a part of one in <laughs> one of five champions, just ludicrous. And, you know, when you're a part of a team like that and this and I'm not making a play to transfer to Penn State yet. But my question for you is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I see the Penn State. Yeah, I'm going to get so many texts. I'm going to get so many texts. But, you know, when you're in a room with so many champions like Aaron is, I feel like some of the pressure is off your back from a leadership standpoint because everybody's looking up to so many people. You're kind of unique at Iowa State where you are the most accomplished. In my eyes, I look at you as one of the absolute leaders there for many levels, from what you've accomplished to your spiritual maturity. Do you feel like that at Iowa state? Like you still have two years of eligibility left. A lot of times the seniors are the captains and leaders. You seem like you have so much leadership from a spiritual standpoint, from a maturity standpoint, from an accomplishment standpoint. Does that feel like that for you? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like a little bit of a leader, but uh, you know, it's something that the coaches, I feel like wanted me to step in more and, and, and lead the team. And, uh, and I feel like our guys, you know, there's a lot of leaders on the team that you don't see, but like Ian Parker, um, Coleman, uh, younger, I mean, these, all these guys, they work really hard. They're leaders. I look up to them too. And so, um, you know, you know, my whole thing is I really want to see, you know, my teammates do really well and I'm a really big team guy. Um, and so it's, it's, it's awesome to get behind those guys and see them do well. Yeah. And you could see that, like just watching you, watching your excitement for your teammates. And I, I forgot who was on here talking about it, but they were telling me how it's not necessarily about where somebody, I think it was a coach. It's not necessarily about where they place in the podium. 
it's they consider winning. How much effort did they give? How much better did they get? What did they do that, you know, not everybody's going to be an NCAA champion, but there's a lot you can do to be proud of. And I saw that with you, with your guys, like and I saw it with, you know, the example I keep using is Coleman Scott and Tony Ramos when Austin O'Connor All-American it was like he just won a world championship. They were so <laughs> excited for him. And I've seen that with you. That's why I asked that. And Aaron, for you, I know it's different because that Penn State room is so unique where you do have five champions. And when that happened in 2017, nobody thought that was going to happen again. Now it happened again. What's it like <laughs> for you being yeah. a part of that? Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, all these guys, you know, just like kind of, Based off leadership, you know, I think um, having the having Nick Lee, you know, I think it's funny. Nick Lee's like the the team older brother, so it doesn't <laughs> matter if it's Greg Neville's a heavyweight beard. You know, yep. Nick Lee's gonna beat you up. He's gonna come grab you, say, "Hey, straighten up," <laughs> you know, do this, do that. And I like like that's Captain Nick Lee, you know. So like, um, yep. it's definitely a lot of different leadership skills, you know. And then you have Roman, who's um less vocal, you know, doesn't really say much, but he works so hard to where people can watch and he leads by example that way. You know, uh, Carter's like leader style, his confidence, you know, it kind of just it spreads throughout the room, you know, so it's contagious. And, then, you know, Max Dean, someone just a, a kind, genuine person, you know, he cares about his teammates. He's hitting them up, you know, behind closed doors, asking how they're doing, you know. So, um, you know, just trying to, you know, learn from each guy and then really just like I said, it's a blessing to just be around them. And it does take off a load, you know, like um, where it's like, all right, well, if I'm if I'm getting ready for like miles a week, like miles a mean week with Michigan, I was able to kind of pull back and kind of feed off their energy. And then the next week was Iowa and I had to be, you know, the energy beacon. So they were feeding off of my energy going to the number one matches. So like, um, it's definitely, like I said, it's, it's a blessing. And it's, it's just really cool to see how uh, everyone leads differently and how it kind of affects the team. So. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, going back to being in that right place with God, it, it's funny how the outcome can vary so much, right? When you're in the will of yeah. God, like David, God's using you in a third place finish. It's not always just about a championship every year. How do you yeah. guys manage the expectations? You both have two years of eligibility left. Obviously, I believe both of your confidence is a 10 out of 10 that you'll both be a national <laughs> champion two more times. How do you manage those expectations moving forward? You got him, DC? You got it, bro. Get it, bro. <laughs> got it. Uh no, yeah, it's um, you know, I think that's that's the that's a big key, you know, when you're walking faith is like expectations are a thing that are earthly, you know, and something that we set upon ourselves. So, you know, if I have an expectation, it's either my understanding of what I think it should be or it's someone else's. And I think that's like the complete opposite of trusting God, you know. So um, like I said, you know, you just keep moving forward day by day, picking up your cross. Uh and what happens, happens, you know. But I think whenever expectations and pressure, like I said, it comes from thinking about things of the, of the world, you know, thinking about a ranking, thinking about an undefeated streak, thinking about an opponent. When, you know, like I said, it's really just, you know, you try to become the best you can be. So I think um, that's kind of how I'm going to go about it. You know, it's easier said than done. There's times where we get caught back up in those things where I might be on social media too much and seeing these kind of stuff. But, um, you know, really it's just like, you know, like not living for the world and, and what it labels me as. But like I said, you know, what, what, what God sees me as and who Christ has worked me as. So um, I think that's the best way that I'll probably try to go about it. What about yeah. you, Dave? I think I, I just view myself as, you know, a child of God first and uh, seeking his his kingdom first. And, uh, you know, I want to work through me. And I think there's not 
there's not enough matches you can win to to put that type of joy or um there's not yeah, like I mean, I always I always want to win to glorify God and I always want to do my best because I think God wants us to do our best and I expect to to go out there and wrestle and do my best but I for sure know that um there's no added pressure pressure is something you can put on yourself and I know that God just gives me a peace and a joy um yeah that joy is like why I love wrestling. I love like wrestling is just fun to me. You know, I love going out there, competing, testing myself, working on new skills, growing. It's a lot of fun. And I think that God's used wrestling in the way that I've been able to talk to so many people, meet so many people. And I kind of, I love that aspect in it. And so I'm not going to put too many like pressures. I'm going to do this or do that. I'm just going to get in my word, trust in the Lord, uh, keep seeking him first because I know when you seek him first and you seek his kingdom, um, blessings will be added onto your life and your life will be fulfilling. And it might not be fulfilling in winning every championship, but it will be fulfilling in the lives that you touch and the person you, who you are, you know, be, being impactful. And so that's what I'm, I'm excited for. Next year, I want to just give it my all and uh, start fresh and, you know, not put too many expectations, but just go out there and have fun. It's also going to go by like this. And if you're not like learning on that process and learning on that journey, and all of a sudden the competition's over and you didn't embrace that journey as much, because there's so much after it. Like I was never a great wrestler, but I learned so much from the discipline, the dedication, the commitment that it led to business success. So it's such a great, um, such a great perspective. I think many can benefit from. Whose idea was the prayer warrior bandanas and why aren't they on sale yet? <laughs> so we, um, I stole it from someone. So look, so I watched the Neymar documentary. It's on Netflix. It's really good. I think, um, okay. Neymar jr. He's a soccer player. And, um, in one of the videos, so they won the Olympics and he, he wore it a couple of times in Barcelona, but it's a headband and it just said 100% Jesus on it. So I saw the documentary. I was like, yo, I'm going to order some of those. I guess I, I was like, I'm wearing my nationals. So I went on and they didn't really have those ones where they did, but like it would have took like way too long for it to get here before national. So I went to Amazon. I was like, you know, I'll, like, I'll find two. <laughs> I was like, I'll find two and I'll find uh, something I can wear. I was going to wear two different ones. And then, so I got a prayer warrior one and I got the fish. And um, then I called DC. I was like, yo, I'm rock these when they came in. And he was like, yo, I'm going to order some. Cause I forgot to tell him that I was getting them. And then um, I was like, That's you know, bro, you have you 700 unread text. <laughs> 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 DC was like, bro, mine's not coming in time. I was like, I should have told you, but um, he gifted me uh, you know, one of his shirts uh, with his with, uh, his brand and stuff and Spartan Combat, you know. So DC love, and I was like, you know, I got the headband for you, and um, just rocked out with it, yeah. I love that. Um, what also I was telling you this, and this was the final straw before realizing we had to start recording. Lion by Elevation Worship. Yeah. I had not heard that song and what my wife and I do a lot is, Hey, Alexa, play elevation worship music. And it just plays for hours. Yeah. And I hadn't heard that song. And it's funny <laughs> the day after. So I flew home at 11 o'clock Saturday night, Sunday morning. Okay. It was nice here. And I'm outside doing stuff, getting stuff done. I said, Alexa, play elevation worship. No joke. First song is lion. <laughs> and I was trying to tell yeah. my, I was trying to tell my wife what song you ran out to, because I think she missed it. And I'm like, yeah. I love that song. And one of my good friends, Dan Tomas, who's a pastor at my church, 
he was like tagging you on your story. Like, man, this dude has 18,000 people in an arena full of people listening to worship music right now. Like what a, what a testimony that is. What led to that? And what led to that song? Anything in particular? That's uh, that was God. Like I said, um, you know, after I had lost at the big tens, um, like I said, I really, you know, I guess I knew I had to talk to God a lot, you know, and um, one of the, one of the things I asked God is just to guide me, you know, um, show me ways to, I can keep, like, keep glorifying him. Cause you know, like me, like I'm, I'm, we're all imperfect, right? So if I do things myself, it's not going to be full glory to God. So there's times I ask God to just shine through me because obviously I, I can't do it myself, you know? Yep. And um, I was like, you know, like I knew it was a week leading up to big tens and I just started to think about big tens. I get excited. Like I feel like, you know, God was putting on my heart, you know, get, get hyped up. And I was like, I need a walkout song. I don't know what I'm walk out to. It was like, whatever it's going to be, I need to like, I need to glorify God. Like, it's like last, like, you know, I wanted to, you know, I know God's using me this tournament, you know, a week before I know he's going to use me, you know? And, um, I had heard of elevation worship from a TikTok, and it was like this one song, uh, the one you love. So I listened to that one and I was like, yo, that's like, that's really good. Like that's, that's also a really good one. And I came home and I was getting in the shower and like, we have this big speaker. So like, if I get in the shower and I do like, I do like a little worship in the shower sometimes, like get this big speaker, I'll drop the lights, the speaker like flashes. So I was like, you know what? Like I'll just play the whole elevation album, you know, while I'm rinsing off. And then Lion came on, and if you like, for the first time I ever heard it, yeah. And I was like, so I was in there praising, right? I was like, all right, so God's presence, you know, I'm asking for it. And then Lion came on, and I was like, wait, the way it built up, I was like, hold up, this might be the one. And then the beat dropped, and I was like, yeah, yeah, like this is the <laughs> yeah, lyrics. So- I was like, no, this is. I was like, I said right away, I was like, this is the song I'm walking out to in the finals. And like, I called uh my boys, like my boy Yosef again. I called him, was like, yo, like this is the song. I called my brother Zay. I was like, yo, I'm walking out to this song. And then I text DC. I was like, I got some heat for you. I'm gonna show you Wednesday before you compete. And it was that song, so I saved it. But um, nah, it was uh, it was just like I said, it was. I think God put that on my heart. You know, I was like, cause I was looking for a walkout song. I was trying to get ready for the whole week. Like, all right, where this headband? Headband came in. What's the walkout song? Um, what verses I want to take in? And then it was like, I need a song. And then it just came on. It it was the next one on shuffle, and I was like, nah, yeah, that's definitely, yeah. you know. So it was good. Yeah, that was that was all God though. You know, it was, it was a blessing. David, had you heard that song? No, he showed me, and I was like, I was in the hotel. I was like, "Yo, this song goes hard." And then I've been joking, like on the end of Wrestlevax, I literally just listened to like praise and worship music the whole time. Like when I was warming up, I had Elevation just playing like on loop that whole time. Did you listen to that one song I sent you? The Lord, no, that one. That one is awesome too. I downloaded that one. It's the Psalms Live, right? Psalm forty three live. Yeah, there's so I think it's a, I think it's a Shane and Shane song, but that girl does it as a band in DC in the live version. Yeah. She just killed it the week leading up to having our baby because my wife was two weeks past due, and there's a lot yeah. of nerves with that. And that song was like the song of the week. So that one, oh, that's yeah. my jam. And Lion is now, um, you know, <laughs> as I was actually preparing for this podcast, it, it was kind of a double whammy thinking about this. One of the things that I love the most about this tournament and you guys was how much you glorify God. And my mother-in-law was watching the tournament with my wife and she was in awe of the guys like you, Aaron, giving glory to God after winning this tournament. And I'm curious for you guys both how important it is to use your platform to glorify God living in the culture we are now. People are attacked for beliefs that aren't the mainstream way. And I know there's people out there, whether it's younger wrestlers, older adults, whoever, 
that they're afraid to use their platform, large or small, because they don't want to be mocked. And I think as a Christian, we've all been there, whether it's because we fail yeah. and people point sin in our face, or it's just not easy to be bold about your faith. I'm curious for both of you guys, what would you say as two people in the spotlight who have used your platform to glorify God, have seen how God has used you, how important it is to maybe somebody who's scared to use their platform? I think uh, boldness in your faith is just, it's, it's important. And just the culture that we live in, it's so easy to just be live worldly and try to do something that's cool. And I think that you can make, I want like younger people to think that like you can make like giving glory to God and, and being living like a, a good God of life. Cool. Like I think you, you yeah. can make it fun and make it bold. And I think that, I'm not afraid of like what other people say or like, Oh, this dude always saying this or always talking about God. Like, good. That's what, that's what I'm here on earth to do on ultimately is spread the gospel. And I, I heard a quote um, last summer. It's uh, spread the gospel at all times and use words. If you have to, I mean, you gotta, you gotta use it to your actions, how you treat people. Um, you know, I don't think I'm better than anyone. AB doesn't think he's better than anyone. He's going to pray for anybody. Um, also, that tweet, this is a little off topic, but yeah, that tweet, AB was uh, prayed, AB and Greg prayed for I the saw that. Spirit, like that. Like, I mean, that's God. That's God. And and I think that, you know, he did, I'm, I'm nothing without God and he deserves all the honor and all the glory. Um, and yeah, I just think that's where the boldness just comes from. Just like, I just know how much he does for me. And so it's easy to, it's easy to point up to God as soon as a victory. It's easy to give him a party. That's like, you know, bro, it's like, um, I like, I love how you say that, bro. It's the main thing is like, uh, I saw this too. And it's like, the greatest gift is what, is what Jesus came down and did for us. Right. And it's like, um, and also when you experience that gift and you experience life with, with, with Christ, it's like, I can't help but to talk about it. You know, like, like you said, like when you really, when you, like when you know everything he's doing for you, which is everything, it's like, how can I not tell everyone about this? You know, how can I not want others to experience this and hear about it? And that was something that I think also too was a blessing was, like I said, after big tens, I told DC this, this story a little bit, but um, like, you know, I, I was always bold by faith, you know, but I got bolder with my faith after, um, after the big 10 lost. And this was something like, uh, it was a little, a little experiment, but like, usually I'm, you know, in the workout room, I'll change the music for stuff. Right. And, um, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever I'm putting on, it's my worship music. I'm like, all right, other people are coming in. They're going to try to change it. I'll just put on some like pop hit. But um, it was, it was like the week up to big uh, nationals and I was in there jumping rope. It was late night and my boy came in and this was my teammates, not going to say names, but he had been going through a lot. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep the worship music on this whole time. And other kids, you know, came in the work. I was like, I'm going to keep the worship music on. Like, no, like this time, like I'm making this place holy. This is our room. It's a, it's a you know, it's a holy place, you know? And he comes up after, and like I said, he's going. He's been going through some stuff, and he's like, "Yo, I need to start listening to like more music like this. Like this really changed my like my perspective tonight. Like I came in in a bad mood. Like like this worship music really lifted me up. Like I want to come to the Bible studies." And then I was like, you know, afterwards I was like, "Yo, I was like, I got you, bro." And then I was showering after, and I was like, "Yo, like if I would have kind of fell back to my old way and put on some something that everyone's kind of gonna be like, oh, this is better," he might not have had that realization. The Holy Spirit might not have touched him like that, you know. So. That made me realize, like, listen, if I'm a beacon and I'm a light, as like as God says we are, right, the salt of the earth, 
then I'm going to be able to, the light always overpowers the darkness. So if we just keep spreading the light, as much darkness as there is, the light's always going to, you know, push past it. So I think that was like a, like a core cool representation of like, you know, be bold in your faith because you never know who you're, who you're saving or whose life you're changing or who you're guiding in the right direction, who was going wrong. So I think that's just like really cool. That, like that really motivated me to like all NCAs. Yeah. Everyone needs to see this. Everyone needs to see what God's doing. You know, everyone needs to hear this because they could be going through something and that could just be their sign to come back to God, you know? So that's the thing. Like the youth, like just know you're not just glorifying, you know, the almighty you're saving people's lives, you know? So I think that's cool. And it's encouraging too. Cause I know people, I know I do all the time. You do something that, you know, you shouldn't. And then it's like that. Yeah. It's like a dark place. Like, ah, man, yeah. I'm, so, I'm so stupid. How did I do that? Why did I do this? And then you see somebody else. You need that. You need that encouragement. Yeah. You need that. Um, what what is the story, by the way? Because Willie tweeted out you and Kirk praying with someone outside of the arena. W- what is that story? What happened? Um. So one thing, it wasn't after the finals. Um, it was... I think it was it was day two after day two or something. Um, it was before the semis, yeah. So it was okay. after the quarterfinals, and we had gotten back to the hotel. And you know this 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 dude came up, and um, his name was Marcus. So that we didn't know his name yet, but his name was Marcus, and he came up to us. He's a, you know, he looked like he'd been going through a lot, and he asked us for money. And I was like, hey man, uh, I got some money upstairs, but I might not come down for a while. So if you're here when I come down, I'll give you the money. And it was me and Greg, and then I got in the elevator. And um, this was also, like I said, this is a sign from God. And it was me, Greg, and my other teammate. Uh, not team, he's, he's our manager, Andrew, and he's with us. And then this, this other guy walks in. And I'm like, yo, like, I feel bad. Like, let's go up. I might just get the money now. But I was like, but you never know, you know, you give money to someone who's homeless. You never know if it's hurting them more because it could be for an addiction or they could be using it the wrong way. You know, and I was just like, just putting that out there. And then the guy, he didn't say a word the whole time, but he looked at me before he left the elevator. And he was like, he grabbed me. He's like, what if you're changing his life? And I was like, you know what? That's a fact, dude. And um, me and Greg were like, let's go right back. Let's go down right now. We both like, we'll give him some money and we'll pray for him. And um, we went down and we couldn't find him because I told him it might be a while. So we were walking around the street, like we're walking around the blocks <laughs> looking for this guy. And eventually, right when we're about to go inside, we see him coming back to us and he runs over. And um, like I said, just asked him his name. And uh, we just prayed for him, you know, because uh, and that was just that, you know, but. Uh, we, we, we didn't really like we thought we went unnoticed, you know, but um, it's like I said, it's God's glory. You know, I think people it's good to see this. It's bigger than wrestling. You know, um, there's a lot of people in Detroit and just around the world who are hurting and, you know, just don't know and have these people who care for them. So, you know, any chance you get, as like I said, um, it's bigger than wrestling. If, if we can go around the street and pray for people and, and deliverance and these kind of things is like I think that's the next step, you know. And, and yeah, I think it's important too. like I, I understand why people don't put out when they do that themselves but i appreciate when yeah. other people put it out because it does put a spotlight on it and i think it encourages other people to do the same thing like yeah man, if these guys can be in a place to do something while they're competing if you guys ever have an excuse or an out to just head down focus for three days this tournament is yeah. it but i think it's important yeah. that you can still accomplish your goals while you know being present Going back to the wrestling a little bit, I'm curious. A few more questions, and I'll let you guys go. Number one, if you guys both had a Hodge vote, who'd you give it to? <laughs> Me personally, uh, Gabe or Nick Lee. I love it. What do you think, David? Gabe or Nick Lee. Um, I love Nick Lee. 
but I'm gonna have to go with Gable just because he's just <laughs> he is straight dog. He deserves a hodge. He went out there and and put his heart in every match. You can see that he like gave his effort every match and was very dominant. So I'm gonna just I'm a I would vote for him. The guy's got eighty percent bonus rate this year. And two <laughs> that heavyweight that heavyweight bracket was stacked. Yeah. That like when you like 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 yeah man, that's um that was impressive, you know, like um great career, you know. Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite match of the season for yourselves? Favorite match, I think. I'd probably say uh, we wrestled in Humboldt against Purdue. It was packed. That was just as high school. I had uh, Coleman. And that was, I don't know, I think that was, that was a fun match. That was, is probably my favorite match this year. Um, I say my favorite match just because uh, I think I whenever I wrestle free, I have a lot of fun. Like whenever I'm hitting yeah. something in the room, I liked uh, I think I had a lot of fun at the NCAA tournament wrestling. Um, the first three rounds, I think that was a lot of fun for me. And even like um, even the past two, like I said, that was like that God carried me through those. But the first three, the whole tournament, you know, I was like, let's just have some fun hitting some low game plan. You know, just go let it rip. You know, so I think um, you mean like wrestling like that was. was you mean like double legging the guy and walking him back to the middle of the mat, <laughs> like, <laughs> like a little like uh, like like hitting like Russian stuff, like swim high crotches. You know, that's um, yeah. that's fun stuff for me. So whenever I can do that kind of stuff, it's like all right, that match was that was like fun wrestling. You know. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of of Russian, do you guys have any plans for freestyle this year? Again, World Team Trials DC. Yeah. Yeah, let's get it. Yeah. You guys thinking World Team Trials? Ooh. Yeah. Man, World yeah. Team Trials. That would be awesome. Um, I- I'm super excited for you guys. David, last question for you. Can you address the, the Penn State transfer rumors? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even start before the tournament was over. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually no, it's actually insane. Like people text me, they're like, it's bad. <laughs> People are going nuts. I'm I'm not even joking. I've seen like <laughs> 30 or 45 tweets. People are like arguing. Yo, I'm not joking. Underneath my pictures are like arguing. Like David Carr's going to Penn State. He's doing this. Like arguing. <laughs> like, bro, what? Why are you like Iowa fans are like getting mad? All these people are like arguing and stuff about it. I'm just gonna say this. Like, AB knows, bro. Look. Maybe <laughs> my brother. Bro. Look, forget about it, bro. Y'all already know. Y'all just forget about it. Y'all just. Y'all just I, I like. Hey, I'm not. I I like Penn State. Shoot, I I cheer for some Penn State dudes sometimes. That's that's how I do it. I think they're they're good people, but you know, I don't know. I just think that I like Iowa State a lot, and uh, the coaching the coaching staff here has done a lot for me, and. Uh, I feel like I still got a lot of work to do here. And uh, yeah. The so. funny thing for me is, I don't know if it's just a fan thing, but like watching the, I think fans watch the transfer portal and they, they want it to be even more like somebody posted a video of John Smith talking about the transfer portal. And the comment was literally has to be about David Carr going to Penn state. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. People, everyone, someone, Someone was talking about all oh, big transfers coming up this summer and, and a bunch of people kept tagging me. I was like, I'm not even like, I haven't, I haven't said <laughs> anything or anything. I haven't tweeted. 
I was gonna do I I was gonna do a joke, but I I don't think I'm gonna do it anymore. But April first, I was gonna put "We Are" with a blue heart as a joke. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, I think but, you still should. I thought I, I that it would rub people the wrong way, and I think Penn State fans would be excited for no reason. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, Penn State fans, uh, they'd be on it, man. Dude, I'm Bro, not gonna I, lie. I think, <laughs> Every year I forget it's April Fools and I fall for something. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I trust, I'm trusting in God's plan, you know. You know, unless unless God sends me a little note saying I need to go, I don't think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stay here, so. I love it. Well, guys, that that's most of what I had for you. Any last words? Anything before I let you go? No, Justin, you're the man. Like I said, um, thanks for allowing us to come on here and just, you know, just use this, use your platform to talk about God, you know, and um, this, these kind of things. So um, it's amazing what you're doing, bro. You always got my support, too. So I'm love, sorry, hey, man. love what you do. Love your podcast. You're, you're, you're doing great things. We really appreciate you a ton. Um, yeah. It was sitting here I've talking. Got, these spots are reserved for anything you guys sent. <laughs> <laughs> Next. I'm sending you my bracket and NCAA trophy next year. Oh yeah, I got you. It's gonna be there. I'm gonna work hard, and that I got I promise you a world title belt. So yeah. <laughs> and listen, when you guys when you guys bring, and I want you to come stay at the house for a couple of days. We'll cook up some some good oh, food on the Traeger. Like I don't want some oh, yeah. the mail. Uh, yeah, I yeah. want you guys to. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, okay. the pool's going in this summer, so it'll it, it'll be good. So all right, guys, have a great oh, yeah. day. Aaron, you have David only has 500 unread text. You have 700. So please, please go go address something. <laughs> I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through it. Guys, and I'm not joking. He showed me a screenshot. 716. Shout out Buffalo. 716 unread text on Aaron's phone right now. AP, AP, you got to get on it. You got to get on it, bro. I got to get on it. Hey, tonight, tonight. So if you're watching and I haven't gotten back to you, that's the proof. I'm sorry. I'm getting to it. All right, guys. Have a good day. Have a good weekend. Catch you guys later. God bless you guys, yeah. And the beat goes on.